Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio, a show featuring people and companies who are making a positive contribution to the world. This show will help you learn how to apply success principles in every area of your life so that you can make the most out of your skills and talents and accomplish more of your goals. To find out more about the show, please visit www.journeytosuccessradio.com. Hello, welcome everyone to the Journey to Success Radio Network. Our purpose on JTS Radio is to interview people who are making a positive difference in the world with transformational businesses, thoughts, ideas, and actions that encourage and inspire. My name is Taylor Tagg, and to find out more about spiritual empowerment and whole person living, please visit me at theevolvingheart.com. And now on to today's success story. My guest today is Christina Eanes. Now, Christina is a lifelong super achiever, and she's on a mission to help others embrace their own inner super achiever. And she's also an author, a speaker, and a podcast host of Quit Bleeping Around. Now, through more than 15 years, she's uh, pu- had public service with the California Police Department and the Federal Bureau of Investigations, which is the FBI. Christina worked on an array of programs, including the FBI's Violent Criminal Apprehension Program and the FBI's Leadership Development Program, where she helped train thousands of leaders. And she decided to go into business for herself to help people transform their personal and professional lives. She's here today on Journey to Success Radio to talk about how to get out of your own way. So first of all, I want to give you a great welcome, Christina. Welcome to the program. How are you? Oh, thank you. Well, I'm honored to be here. I love learning about other people's journeys to their successes. And now I think it's pretty cool that I'm a guest here too. Well, we're glad to have you uh, today on Journey to Success uh, Radio. And we want to get, I guess, started to just get a general understanding of the concept of, of how you help people and what you do for them. Well, you know, it's interesting. I have always, always had the mission of making a positive impact on the world. Yeah, in some form or fashion, just innate, I guess, since I was born. Um, I've just expressed it differently throughout the years. I mean, since I was a child, I, I taught. Uh, I was a tennis instructor, a ski instructor as a, a junior. I've always taught uh, online criminal justice courses. And then, of course, making a positive impact through law enforcement by uh, crime analysis, violent crime analysis, and then leadership development. And now I help others to quit bleeping around and get out of their own way. <laughs> that's, that's, actually, that's, a, that's, that's a great catchy uh, phrase, quit bleeping around. It, ca- it kind of get catches your attention, but at the same time, you, you kind of realize you, you got to get going with whatever exactly. you're trying to do, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I'm curious, I'm curious just to generally get into a little bit more about your background of, of, of the, the criminal aspect and working for the FBI, you know, what, what, piqued your interest there and kind of how does that tie into what you do now? 
Yeah, that's a great question. And as you can tell from my background, my life has taken a very interesting progression. <laughs> so um, let's see. So I've always been a super achiever, which is one who achieves more than most with the mission of making a positive impact on the world while growing themselves in the process. Uh, however, the law enforcement part began um, about, well, I spent 15 years in law enforcement, but now it's about 20 years ago. Um, I wanted to somehow help. I was just fascinated by law enforcement, right? So I wanted to somehow help the world in that manner, but I didn't want to be a cop. I didn't want to be chasing people because inevitably you ask any cop, they've had to chase a naked person and they've been spit on, <laughs> right? right. So, so I didn't want to do that, but I discovered the world of crime analysis, which is, was right up my alley. It's, it's essentially puzzles. You get to solve puzzles, right? So initially I started out with a local police department where I did all kinds of crime analysis and uh, it, this isn't like Hollywood, <laughs> but it is really cool. So there are your typical crime statistics that you run um, or, you know, you'll send a report out to patrol saying, hey, we have a rash of burglaries in this area. You need to patrol during these hours. Or let's say you get um, a series like a burglary series. You know, you look at the way people are entering homes, the times, the days, and then you try to figure out even, believe it or not, with statistics, you can determine when and where they may hit next. And you can get a team out there and stuff. So I loved the, the field of crime analysis. And then I went into, let's see, I was, I was almost 30. And I was as high as I could get at a local police department. So I thought, okay, well, let's go impact the world on a bigger scale here. <laughs> so I applied for the FBI and then started with their violent criminal apprehension program where I was, as an analyst, I would help local, state, and federal law enforcement agencies with their serial homicides, uh, sexual assaults, and also their missing persons and their unidentified dead cases. So in essence, we would have a database, a police department would submit a case to us, and we would say, uh, like, look at the modus operandi, the, the MO, <laughs> as I'm sure everyone's familiar with by now with Hollywood, right? Um, and we would do searches in the database and try to find similar cases throughout the U.S., um, run all kinds of different data searches and stuff, do reports and send them out to the police departments to get them talking and say, like, one case, we could connect 30 victims to one perpetrator over, you know, 10 different police departments and get them to all work together to arrest the guy. And I do say guy because it was mostly guys, <laughs> right? So that was... Um, that was the law enforcement part of it. Uh, I knew I couldn't do violent crime analysis my entire career, though, because you get a little twisted, right? Sure, sure. I can <laughs> it, it took me, yeah, it took me a few years to stop looking for bodies on the side of the road <laughs> 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 while we were traveling around. My husband finally was happy that that got over with there. Um, but essentially, what's fascinating, and we talk about adversity in our life, um, I had gotten, uh, well, let's just politely call him a poor leader. <laughs> Yeah, I think everyone has. That's yes. Fun. Yeah. This I one was like. particularly though. Um, although I think we all have this story, right? Um, so at the, and I was at a point where there were only 13 of us in the entire federal government. So it was highly specialized position. There wasn't any place I could go without switching career fields, essentially. Um, so this boss, which I now look back on and which I love what you do, by the way, Taylor, because 
I now am very thankful for this boss, you know, forgiveness and all that good stuff. Sure. Yes. Um, but he, uh, his, I, let's just say the environment that he, he created encouraged me to start looking at other career fields. And I jumped into the leadership development program, then forming uh, with the FBI and then helped train all of those supervisors. And as I was going through that, I looked and I was able to see the conversations that people were having in the classrooms with each other and realized that essentially all of the interactions that we're having with each other, um, all the issues that we're facing, the adversity and stuff, it's, I would get, and this, there's no stats behind this, but I would venture to guess 80% of it can all be dealt with internally <laughs> with ourselves yes. by getting out of our own way, right? Absolutely. So I thought, okay, I've got to help people quit bleeping around and I need to quit bleeping around myself and get out and finally be the entrepreneur I was born to be and help others do this. And that's essentially where I am now, the journey. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about that journey and, and helping people, you know, get out of their own way and become what you, you know, term to be a super achiever. So tell us a little bit about, you know, as, as you kind of left the FBI and evolved your business, you know, what, what does it look like for a person that would say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm doing some good things, but I really need to do more. I need to achieve more in my life. Where would you start with that person? And what, what would that, what could I expect, you know, in talking to you? Well, um, so I've identified five areas of focus. Uh, and actually we were discussing the online course uh, that I have uh, attached to my website. And that's what it is. I'm, I'm working on a few other right now, but essentially, and this is what I, I just did a keynote on this last week too. It's the Five areas of focus for super achieving, but really it's for achieving anything in life. And, and when I say achieving, I'm also referring to intangible items. So let's say you want to achieve more work-life balance or a better relationship with someone. Yeah, so it's achieving anything, tangible, intangible. But the five focus areas essentially are mindset, resilience, connecting with others, self-care, and self-development. So in the mindset, it's understanding how our mind both helps and hinders us because it can certainly get in the way, <laughs> you know, with all those, <laughs> yes, how we form those limiting beliefs, uh, those little voices in our head that get in our way when we're trying to uh, have a conversation with someone. So the first section is really all about mindset, the first focus area. The second one is about resilience. It's about looking, changing. Well, it, it links into the first one mindset, but it's about changing your perception about adversity and seeing is it a gift and even seeing is it, a, it as a gift in the moment, if at all possible. Sometimes that's not possible. You know, sometimes we need to remove ourselves from the situation, but right. it's really about understanding emotions and how they're messages and not like grabbing onto them for dear life and even using them as a, a martyr flag sometimes like we do. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the third focus area is connecting with others. We need others. We need um, a fan club, someone to support us. We also need someone to kick us in the butt when we need that. <laughs> yes. And um, quit, quit exactly. Around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we need those people in our lives, those accountability partners. We also need those. Um, have you heard of Jen Rome's, um, you're the five, I should know this quote by now, the five, well, anyway, the five people that you surround yourself with have the most influence over you. Right. Yes. So it's about that. It's about making sure that those five are people who are holding 
your best interests and you as well. It's not all one-sided, right? And then of course, self-care. What's the first thing that we let go when we get busy focused on something, right? Taking care of ourselves. Yes. Yes. So exactly. And so it's about, you know, making sure and putting the oxygen mask on yourself first before you help others. I usually get a big gasp on that one. I'm saying, put yourself first. They're like, what? I can't do that. (laughs) Yes, you can. Um, And then, of course, always developing yourself. So those would be the five areas to essentially get out of your own way and up your achievement efforts. I'm going to take a guess here, but I would say out of the the five areas here that, and I could be wrong here, but maybe, maybe mostly I would think people struggle with probably the mindset the most. Yep. The, the thoughts and, and the the cascading, you know, I think I've heard that we think 60,000 thoughts a day yes. in the neighborhood. And then so I, I would think people struggle the most with that area. I don't, is that is that right? Is that your, been ex, your experience? Yeah, I would say that one along with self-care. Cause, and it's almost like the two go hand in hand because if you're not eating properly, you're not getting oxygen, oxygen to the brain through exercise, then it just, it that's spirals with your mindset. Yeah. So I would say that those two go hand in hand, but essentially mindset. And my favorite thing to talk about is, have you heard of the ladder of inference? I'm not sure I have. Okay. Yes. Chris Ardress's work. Yeah. Um, he's a late Harvard professor. I love his work. Um, it's essentially a seven step process that we go through in sometimes seconds uh, when we form a belief about something. Um, and it can be quite, quite hilarious when we become aware of the situation and catch ourselves in the moment. Essentially, we make up stories about everything in our life. Sometimes they're closer to the truth, but oftentimes they are way off base. Um, an example and that I use, uh, I'm almost embarrassed to share it, but I will. <laughs> so, Please so, do. Yes. Yeah, so I'll take you up the ladder. Um, So um, let's see, a few years ago, I was in a project status meeting with uh, my executive. I had some peers in the meeting and I had some staff members. Now, the first step of the ladder is an event occurs. Okay, so the event was the meeting. And so think of that as like if, uh, I don't want to age myself by saying videotape, Uh, someone recording (laughs) the the situation, right? (laughs) So think of the event occurs as it being video recorded. Is that, can we say that these days, video recorded? I almost want to say taped, but anyway. Well, you know, I, I, I can say that, so we're, we're good. <laughs> okay, good, good. So then the second portion is we, uh, the second, sorry, step of the ladder is we collect data. So the data that I collected from this entire hour-long meeting is when I gave my project status update, my manager tilted her head, frowned, and asked me a question. So a full hour-long meeting, but based on my experiences in my past, the three data points I pulled was the head tilt, the frown, and the question. Then we add meaning to that. So the meaning that I added to it, based again on my background and past, is that she wasn't happy with the update. All right, then we make assumptions that she's not happy with the update and she doesn't think I'm doing a good job on the project. Then we go up to the next rung and make conclusion. The conclusion that I got was... She doesn't think I'm doing my job well. I'm not doing good on the project. Then it forms into an actual belief, which is the belief my boss doesn't like me. She doesn't think I'm doing a good job. And then we take action on it. So, of course, because, you know, the world is 
evolves around each of us, right? <laughs> that, of course. Yes, of We're course. All masters of the universe. <laughs> exactly. So if she frowned, why? It was because she didn't like the job I was doing and she didn't like me, right? <laughs> or if, um, okay, there was a point a couple of months later where she took five projects away from me. I was like, wow, right? So it's just me confirming this belief that I had formed in this meeting that she doesn't like me. She's, you know, taking work away from me. So I go on about six months of this, essentially creating a stressful work environment for myself <laughs> until about the third person I talked to um, said that she was actually, uh, what was it, glowing, glowingly talking about what a great, uh, what like an MVP player I am for her, right? And so I actually go talk to her, which is something that most of us don't do, right? <laughs> right? So I actually go talk to her and I say, I want to clarify a few things. Um, and she couldn't believe that I had developed that belief and said that I was her best manager. Um, I, I mean, it was just fascinating conversation. So we actually went through the previous behaviors that happened. I said, okay, well, why did you take five projects away from me? She said, well, Chris, the other managers have two projects. You have 30. So I needed to take something off your workload. I said, well, why didn't you tell me that's why you were doing it? Right. So we were both going up this ladder constantly when we were interacting with each other. And essentially, we were living in two different stories. So I was in a hostile work environment, you know, didn't my boss didn't like me. And she was happy go lucky. I'm her most, you know, valuable player. Everything's fine. So that's how we're getting in our own way with mindset. And and that's one of the concepts that I teach is that ladder of inference. And that way you're able to catch yourself in the moment. So not long after I learned about this concept, I was walking uh, to the elevator with a gentleman and I didn't know him. And I like to smile and make eye contact with people, right? Yeah. <laughs> Probably like the crazy redhead one on the, the DC Metro. One of the few out there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So people probably think I'm crazy, right? So I was trying to smile and make eye contact with him, but he would be he was just looking down and frowning, right? So by the time that we got to the bottom floor, I decided he was a grumpy old dude. His kids don't want to visit. His wife doesn't want him to retire because he'll be home all day. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what we do, right? And so knowing this process and, and pr really practicing and working on myself on it, I was able to stop myself and say, Chris, you're making up a story. You need to stop this. And so that essentially is one of the things about mindset. That's how we get in our own way is by creating these stories that don't serve us. Beautiful. I mean, that's, yeah. that, that is amazing. <laughs> so, I mean, it's similar, very similar to, you know, what I do with the forgiveness work in that we, we unwind the story. We just, exactly. we unwind the story and then actually, you know, get the heart involved too. combine those two. And then it, the story kind of falls away and disappears, which I'm sure the same thing you have to do with, with, you know, this, this set of, uh, of steps here mm -hmm. is to unwind it somehow. Yes. And so unpack how, it and figure unpack. out what's going on. <laughs> exactly. So, I, and I'm sure that's part of your, your process of, of doing that, um, is to unwind that for the people What give us a, a glimpse of, you know, couple of the other things that happen once you are able to catch yourself and say, Oh crap, this is a story I'm making up. <laughs> it's incredibly freeing. It is incredibly freeing. And it, it and it, you start not taking things personally, 
Um, now, like, I'm still working with my husband on this. If someone cuts him off on the road, man, it, they are like against him. It, it, the war is on, right? right. <laughs> like, look, they probably you. don't even see you. They don't even <laughs> realize you're there and that kind of stuff, right? So, but it completely opens you up and frees you. And then you can actually see other people in the process of, uh, I don't want to call it wrestling with their demons, but wrestling with their mind, essentially. And it gives you compassion. So you don't take things personally. You just realize they're stuck in that, the negative effects of that ladder. Because we do create empowering beliefs, right? Like I can do it, whatever it is. But the limiting ones are the ones. And when you see other people in it and you catch yourself in it, there's just more compassion and it's freeing because you don't take things personally. Which helps with that forgiveness section, right? Part. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's you know probably prob- probably similar to to connecting you know to yourself. You you know, forgive other other people. What you're really doing is releasing yourself from the the burden, the story, the, the whatever whatever it is you're you're focused or fixated on. Yes. Oh, I like that. Releasing yourself from the burden of the the burden of the story. I need to borrow that. Yeah. Go right yeah. ahead. <laughs> And talk a little more about the self-care because this is another area I know pe- that people very much struggle with uh, being able to give to their self so, so that they've got enough in the tank for everyone else in their lives. And, yes. And I know that's a big, you know, a big problem that we all have. And I think to some degree is giving enough to ourselves. Exactly. Well, and what helped me realize it, especially um, when I did have that, uh, poor leader. <laughs> it's still difficult to call him that. <laughs> to be all polite about it, right? Uh, but when I did have that poor leader, I had gotten to one point, and there were several other things going on in my life at the time, you know, midst of a divorce, just lost my father, all that stuff, working violent crime. But um, all of that toppled into sending me into the hospital for a couple of days because they actually thought I was having at 33, they thought I was having a stroke. Oh. And essentially it was, I had just, my, I started, I can laugh about it now, right? I started slurring my words because I guess I just wasn't sleeping well enough. Um, Because you know, not sleeping is almost like drinking, right? Um, Yes. So anyway, yes. So I got to that point and I was a single mother, sole provider for the kids. And I'm thinking, I'm sitting in this hospital and my kids are thankfully with my mom at this point. But if anything were to happen to me, if I don't take care of myself properly and put myself first in situations, I couldn't be there for my kids. So that was really eye-opening. And that's when I started putting the oxygen mask on myself first. And I found that I had so much energy and I was able to do so much more stuff for my kids, myself, my family, for work. And I was able to handle the stress so much better that's when it all turned around. So yes, self-care first. And sometimes we have to have those moments in our lives in order to understand that, but hopefully (laughs) we can learn from others as well. One of the things when I teach self-care, and um, some people also get angry with this, but I tell them, don't tell me you don't have enough time. I will call your BS. Of course, I say a different word for that one, (laughs) right? But it's not. It's we make time for stuff that's important to us. Everything, Uh, everything that's a priority, we make time for. So putting yourself first is a priority. And again, that's part of working on mindset. That's where they both go hand in hand. That yes, you are a priority because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't get anything else done. 
So making yourself a priority, making time for it. Even if it's 10 minutes a day, um, even if it's, you know, 20 minutes at night to pack a healthy lunch, anything just to get more oxygen up to your brain and those nutrients into your body to take care of yourself. We're not asking for much people. <laughs> right. Just exactly. A little persistence here. Exactly. We'll go a long way. Well, this, I mean, this, this is wonderful. I, I very much, you know, uh, connect with your, with your five areas here. And I know that, uh, you've got a website that uh, people can go to and visit you. I think it's quit bleeping around.com. Is that it? Yep. That's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> around.com, which is a super, super fascinating title. I love it <laughs> for the website. And, and you can go check out Christina and, and read all about, you know, her, her great stuff that she's got going on there. But, you know, let us know based, based on these five areas that you help people achieve more for their life and whatever that means for them. You know, how, how can you, first of all, what happens to the people that you work with? What kind of changes happen in them and how, how do they, how do they change in working with you? And, and then again, you know, how, how is your model used to uh, help a person really take the next step in life? So uh, good question. Um, mainly, I at this point, I don't work really one-on-one -on -one with coaching clients unless they are extremely motivated. Um, but so most of my work gets done through workshops as well as through people reading the books, um, taking the online course, listening to the podcast. But what people have told me is that they get inspired to make changes because they realize that nothing's going to happen if they don't take responsibility completely for their life. And oftentimes we like to think that we take responsibility for our lives, <laughs> but we're not really because we'll say like, you know, I really want to do this, but I can't because this, right? So you'll hear that coming out of someone's words. Essentially though, consuming the different materials that I have prepared, that takes away that. They realize that no matter whatever comes out of their mouth, reasons, I, oh, I don't want to say, okay, reasons are, are BS. <laughs> Essentially. Part of the story, right? Exactly, right? So they learn that they have the power to change that story. And that it is their power alone. They can't like go to someone else to get it fixed. It's something that they need to work on. Now, obviously, they can get help, right? Um, they can have an accountability partner to tell them to quit bleeping around <laughs> to do this. But essentially, the change comes from within themselves and they need to do that. So in essence, to answer your question, they feel more empowered and inspired and more in control of things that may previously have seemed out of their control before. Wonderful. Well, that's, that's fantastic. And um, they can, again, you know, go to your website at quitbleepingaround.com and find out more about you and sign up for your online courses. And what else is available on your website that they might be interested in? Lots of blogs, uh, podcasts, and several of the products that they can get through Amazon too, but mainly uh, just consuming the, the blogs and the podcasts. Excellent. Excellent. So I guess I'm going to ask a little deeper question here for you, Christina, you know, uh -huh. and what do you, what do you uh, kind of see as your, your vision for this business and helping people really ramp up and, and super achieve in these five areas 
you know, your, your, your work is very incredibly inspiring to me. Oh, thank you. Encouraging. But you know, what is, what is your, what are your goals going forward to be able to, to help people on a larger level? And also, you know, what you maybe want to see happen, you know, in, in the work that you do. Oh, thank you. I love that question. Cause I am working on right now, what I call the me squared system for super productivity. It's uh basically maximizing your energy. It's a system that I have used innately my entire life. Um, and it's instead of managing your time, managing your energy. So it takes self-care to that next level. So it's going to come out as a book, uh, workshops, online courses, and I'm hoping to get that out by the end of the year. But that, I think that will just have people change their perception on how they schedule out their lives so that they can have more energy for play, work, whatever they want. So that's the quit bleeping around 2.0 coming out soon. <laughs> well, so that sounds wonderful. I think we all want more energy. Yes. You know, <laughs> that's the secret. <laughs> give, me, uh, give, me, give me the keys to that one because <laughs> that sounds like a, a, an excellent, excellent uh, book and workshop that's coming out soon. Oh, thank you. And so we kind of wrap up here. And again, I ask this of, of all my guests on Journey to Success in that what, what actually drives you, Christina, to be successful and makes up the heart of being a super achiever and helping people in the way that you do? Oh, wow. So it kind of brings, it comes back to that innate desire since essentially day one to make a positive impact on the world. And I always thought it was cheesy when I heard people say, I just want to help others, but I really do. I just want to help others. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't have to be any more complicated than that, does exactly. it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're doing a wonderful job and, and uh, I'm super impressed and, and super excited about your work. I think it's, it's wonderful. Um, oh, thank you. And again, I would encourage everybody listening here to, to go to the website and check Christina out at quitbleepingaround.com and uh, you know, see what she's all about. Buy her books and, and workshops and, and, uh, and check her out. Uh, anything that you can leave us with, Christina, that, that might be of, of lasting value to us as we conclude here today? Well, uh, one thing that I like to think about every morning is do something awesome today. So what are you going to do today that's awesome? And with that, we'll leave it here. So again, <laughs> again, thank you so much, Christina, for joining me today. This has been just a, a inspirationally valuable uh, lesson and, and tips and pointers. And we certainly appreciate you uh, being on Journey to Success Radio today. Oh, thank you. And so thank you for joining us today. And you're listening to the Journey to Success Radio Network. And to find out more about the network, visit us at journeytosuccessradio.com. And we'll see you soon for our next amazing success story. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey to Success Radio. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the show, email tom at tomtutall.com for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.